Hello and welcome to our show conversation with Priya. And today our very close friend, Edward Gia is our guest. Edward Gia loves creating master persuaders and influencers. It's marketing mentor certified practicing market, CPM and international master coach and has mentored thousands of winners globally in help them get more clients, win top positions and become leading personal brands. As master grand coach, Edward has exceeded the thistles of 10,000 plus personal coaching hours, making him a leader in his field. He helped individuals, general millions and millions of dollars and love it so much. Prior to Edward starting his own company, Excellence Ever Coaching, he started his working career in the Australian Army as a uh, combat engineer. He has uh, grateful to be invited to work in the federal government on a special project in drug enforcement, fighting organized crimes and anti-terrorism. Edward has lived many lives with incredible ups and downs from being at the bottom of society and doing it tough, waking, uh, walking the men's street, finding out information to protect the public right through to managing a team of elite professionals and helping thousands and build bigger businesses. Edward works directly with the key organizations such as Microsoft, uh, Teachable, Meetup, WeWork, Linden, Business Australia, the Australian government and more to get the latest core knowledge and support great people. This also includes his charitable work as a proud Christian and Templar helping the global community thrive. So today, help me to welcome Edward Gia in our show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Hello, Edward Gia. Thank you for joining in and accepting my request to join my show, Conversation with Priya. Uh, I'm honored to be on your show, Priya. To be on the show of a global success like you makes me very happy. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. So today, I know you have a lot of followers and I, I mean, we have been friends for a long time and I have seen your growth. You have seen my growth. And when all this journey started, how, how did you started this whole journey and started thinking, okay, this is it. This is what my niche is and this is where I'm going to focus as a professional. It's funny you ask that. Um, about... Um, uh, I used to be homeless at one point in my life. At one point in my life, I was a homeless veteran a bit over 10 years ago. And when I was a homeless veteran, I had this dream, I was living in my car at the time, I had this dream of, I didn't say the word influencer because influencer wasn't part of the language then. But I said, I want to become some kind of global coach and star one day. And it was kind of a fleeting thought. And over 10 years later, it happened, which was really funny. And, um, and, and for me, it all started with that little thought. It all started with that little thought of this is what I want to do. And every day, just taking one baby step. And after 10 years, it finally worked out. Mm. Step by step, isn't it? Every single step does matter in your journey, you know. And uh, as we always say, that progress is better than perfection, isn't it? Yeah, t- totally. And I was actually, and I, I, you and I were having this conversation off camera and I love it is um, I was actually thinking a lot the other day about our critics, you know, the people that told you and told me that we wouldn't make it and we'd be failures. Yes. Um, I actually seen one of them the other day. Most of the people who told me that I'd be a failure are all out of business. Mm, mm, yeah. And you know, the, that's the problem with the society. They are very judgmental and they actually look at the cover and they, they think who you are. Um, and it is up to us how we, we pursue and be perseverance in our journey, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And i got to say, I love, I'm amazed at what you've done, Priya. I mean, I've seen the growth you've gone through. I've seen the knocks you've gone through. And every time you come out on top, and I guess, no wonder we get along. You and I have a lot in common. Yeah, for sure. So having said that, what are the challenges that you face commonly during your you know, mentoring assignments and how different it is in business mentoring from mentoring individuals? Yeah, so it's interesting. So I've done the whole sort of one-on-one transition to like the global influencer transition. And in short, it's actually, it's been challenging, but not that challenging. The the hardest thing that I have is having to deal with so many people at a time. So I used to speak to maybe two people a day. Yeah. I now, yesterday, spoke to 60 people yesterday. So. Oh my God. <laughs> a lot of one-on-one conversations, but also learning how to run events. So these days, We've streamlined our business um, using a lot of like GoToWebinar and Zoom, and which have been awesome. So it's also been learning how to run events, how to deal with lots of people at once, how to put out great content. Um, it's been really good. It's been, um, if anything, in hindsight, I stayed one-on-one too long. I wish I went into this le- leverage fashion probably a few years earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, very interesting. But uh, this whole pandemic situation changed the whole demographic. And also yeah. the way of thinking and the approaching approaches we are, I mean, people are approaching us and the people who were not agreeing earlier to jump into the Zoom call, they are like ready to jump anytime when you ask, rather they are asking now. So, of course, it changed the whole shift, mind, mindset and thinking, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're having this conversation off camera before. It's sort of like um, you and I, you and I are now global leaders. And ironically, you know, you know, it's like the whole pandemic. In the pandemic, there's no staying the same. You either win or lose, right? Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of reasons for that. And with respect to people who've, you know, had have, have suffered, who a lot of people have. And we took off, we were lucky in that we took off during uh, the pandemic. Like during the original lockdown, we tripled our fan base, which yeah. was life. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's it. I think that the whole pandemic thing mm. has probably pushed our world 10 years into the future online. Yeah, yeah. And remember a long time ago, we were discussing about how to create a business model within the business model and become more invincible, right? So yeah. when you become more invincible, you are adopted, you know, unless you are ready to adopt the market very quickly, it's market will leave you behind. That's how it works, you know? Yeah. So if you see the crisis is coming, you have to be ready. And like this crisis, nobody knows. Like nobody knew and nobody will know, right? And then we will adopt. And quicker we will adopt, the people better you will survive, you know? And uh, that's uh, my lesson with the multiple people conversation. That's what I learned. All crises cannot be managed you know, proactively. So you have to be ready. And that's why it is called crisis. But, you know, how fast you can react and how nicely you can handle. What yeah. was your thoughts on that? Oh, well said. Um, I've got nothing to say because you said it so well, Priya. <laughs> so everything you said, plus my addition to that would be that the businesses that change faster are the ones that did well. So we were quite lucky in the sense that we were already quite online before the original lockdown in the pandemic. Yeah. However, we did change quickly because pre-pandemic, I used to post twice a day on LinKedIn. Mm, mm. The moment I now post 10 times a day on LinkedIn. 
Yes, yes. And, and, and then the argument kicks in, okay, Ed, why didn't you start posting 10 times a day on LinkedIn before the pandemic? Yeah. And the answer is, that's a good question. Perhaps I should have. And it was the pandemic that sort of made me hit the panic button. But I wish I, instead of waiting the pandi- for the pandemic to hit the panic button, I wish I voluntarily hit the pa- panic button six months earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think it's changed a lot. It changed a lot in your fo- fan following. And I love the way you actually go in a very personal approach. And I have noticed, like, I get always personal uh, voice comment. Uh, I think it. many people do not get that kind of a personalized message these days. I feel like every LinkedIn or any email I get, it's like you created one email and bulk it out. <laughs> like how many people you want to say? Thousand people in my list, let's send it. And I'm a big believer of being personalized, you know? So it's funny you bring that up because I was having this conversation yesterday with one of my mentors, actually. And the thing that I've found is that with the whole influencer thing, the way I divide it is into two worlds. There's two sides of being an influencer. One side is how many followers you have, all the likes, shares, and comments. Oh, bless you, Priya. Sorry about <laughs> that. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, just so you know, I get hay fever really badly. So yesterday, I just sneezed all day. So I get... <laughs> I get, I get the worst hay fever. So I'm uh, maximum love to you, Priya. I know your pain. Uh, what I was saying is, um, so there's two, the way I look at it is two worlds to being an influencer. One side is all the content, like shares and comments, right? Yes. The mm-hmm. other side is how you talk to people one-on-one. And I find most influencers, they can be good at getting 100,000 followers, but they don't have any sales and they don't actually talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I think... And- it's not a new concept which we you, we are trying to implement. People, I mean, people always loved that personalized thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and on that note, as a note of irony, in contradicting our whole conversation, um, I'm actually in the city today because in, in Australia, lockdown's pretty much over. I'm actually running a face-to-face meetup today. So ironically, in contradicting everything we've just said, I'm now running face-to-face events again as well, but I'm not doing it in opposition to the online. I'm doing it in synergy with the online, which has been incredible. Yeah. I mean, see, I believe it should be supplementing. And of course you have 84,000, 85,000 followers nearly. Uh, and you can't cater everybody at one time and in one scenario. Of course, you have to create a lot of scenarios to cater everybody. But if you remember the book, Dale Carnese, he was like, win and make friends, you know, the influencer oh, yeah. written in 1800 time. I mean, that long, the influential quality is not that. That was the industrial era. Still, he was able to create and break the you know mark in that time. And that time, only he started writing the personalized letter. There was no email thing. So, <laughs> right? And he got success due to being more personalized. And I felt like, you know, even though in modern era, you are using, yes, you are using technology. Yes, you are using all that mass communication, but at the same time, you are make, keeping it personalized. And I love that about you being that side of influential category. Oh, thank you. And um, and and you too, Priya. And that's why we're winning because again, um, again, I know we don't have a lot of time, so very quick story, but when I was about, tw- so right now we've, um, I've got over, I think 82,000 followers and our business page is over 100,000 followers on LinkedIn. So, um, wow. so uh, between Lassie, my wife and I, we've got over 200,000 followers, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but that I find interesting is when I was about 20,000 followers, like quite early in my influencer journey, when I started taking off, 
Um, mm. One of the people I know who I had a light falling out with, uh, mm. she actually contacted me. She had about 75,000 followers at the time. Wow. When I and she said to me, basically, Ed, I'm not getting any clients. And I know you are. How are you doing it? And it blew me away. It's like she had more followers and I had way less, but I was getting customers and she wasn't. And you know, and you're an expert yeah. in this topic, Priya. She had nothing to sell. She didn't have any webinars. She had no sales process. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, I know you guys, um, you and Leslie is very synergetically working and, you know, it is always a teamwork. But, you know, due to this pandemic, there has been a growing need of for corporate individuals mentoring requirements. Can you share your insight on this and some interesting case studies? Yeah, yeah. So um, I get people from all around the world. Um, you know, joining our business community and asking for help. And the big, the biggest thing that I'm dealing with right now is people who look at me and say, Ed, I want to make it big on LinkedIn. I want to make it big online. And I know you can help me. And the reason why I know you can help me is I've seen you do it. Yeah. I've seen you go from, I've seen you go from 20,000 followers to like 200,000 plus combined. And Ed, I mean, so it's a lot of people who actually they were like me a few years ago. They're people just like me a few years ago. They're great people. They're successful on a local level, mm-hmm. but they want to take off online and become big shots, which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. And that's a very interesting angle you are bringing in, the, especially in the small businesses, the work you are doing. It's very impressive. The success and perseverance are seen as an essential attribute in today's world. How do you see companies bridging the gap with their services? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. It all comes down to, I think, in a big company, right? Yeah. Uh, or a small company. It all, it all comes down to who's running a given department. So yeah. be it it's someone's own business or it's a department within a log, uh, large organization. I think it comes down to how customer-focused someone is. Mm, mm, so if you've got a real customer-focused leader that's all about content looking after customers, uh, things are going to go well. If you've got more of a back-end numbers-focused leader, you know, who's just chasing a dollar sale and that, you're going to have a weak customer experience. And I'm, I'll use an interesting example. I've started flying again, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've been flying like domestically within Australia, I've been yeah, flying Brisbane, Melbourne, this, that sort of thing. Just simple one and a half hour flights. Yeah. And Virgin Airlines, um, I think are great. They're a big company who have done well on the customer level. So right. It's possible, like whether you're a small company or a big company, it is possible to love your customers. Mm. I think it's all about the culture at the top. Mm. And, you know, as Jim Ryan used to say, if you don't have a value, you don't have a business, you know? Yeah, totally. So if you, you have to have a value add and you have to be open for what you promise. How can you deliver extra on it? Little bit, a pinch of salt makes a difference in the, you know, taste. Uh, and just on that, I couldn't agree with you more. Using Virgin Airlines as an example, yeah. um, like Virgin Airlines are a discount carrier. They're way cheaper than Qantas, right? But you know what? They still give like they still give you a drink. So even yeah. though it's a one and a half hour flight, they still give you a drink and they still give you like a bag of nuts. Mm-hmm. And other discount carriers just give you nothing. <laughs> so, so even though they're a discount carrier, they're still being really nice to you within the commercial constraints they have. Yeah. Yeah, and keeping that originality and keeping that original value going on. So in that case, what is it that takes to be a good leader, CEO, influencer, and a good human being? What it takes? 
cool. It's uh, look, my own personal, my own humble response to that question is I, I think there's two answers to that. Yeah. One is you have to be business savvy because you have to look at the numbers. You have to make sure money's working out. Yeah. And you have to care about people. So I think the success, and I'll use Elon Musk as an example to illustrate this point, right? Richest yeah. man on earth. Give or, give, give or take of stock prices. He's the richest man on earth. Give that day, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Elon's a good embodiment in that. Someone who's brilliant at the money, brilliant at the ideas, and someone who's also great with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I know comparing myself to Elon Musk is obviously, um, you know, I would never do that because he's an absolute genius. But I will say this is that what I love about Elon in that example is care about the numbers and care about people. You do both and things work out beautifully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have noticed, I mean, I'm an observer. You are also an observer. I have noticed one of his uh, interview I was watching and he said, if I'll be sitting everywhere half an hour, I'll be making more dollar in that. And um, I was having a communication with somebody and he said, oh, he is so dollar savvy. And I'm like, look at his, he is not known for being a psychologist or emotional EQ side. He is known for being an interviewer and the innovator, right? So of course he will be straightforward what he does and where he focuses his energy. But then when I was watching a project, um, you know, show, and he was literally crying on the energy problem going on in Australia. So you, of course, in a different scenario, you can see this different uh, angle of a same human being, you know? Exactly. Like he's a brilliant genius. He's money, business, he's got it. And he cares about people. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes the human and an influencer different, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what and, and that's what makes him so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And again, as I keep saying, based on the stock price that day, he's either the first or third richest man in the world. It's I think it's basically him and Bill Gates. Yeah. Just position. So if Tesla has a good trading day, um, Elon's the richest. If Microsoft has a good day, Bill's the richest. You know, whatever. It's always yeah. between those two guys. Yeah, I mean, I feel they are both richest as a richest human being because they have a really kind heart and they have always something worked on the society. That brings that excellence above has gone global, which are the major geographic that you are concentrating. And how has the international journey been thus far in the in terms of growth for the past year? That's been really good. I, I got my first uh, uh, United States client, I think it was about two years ago, and I had to pinch myself. It's like, wow, I'm now my first overseas client, right? I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is interesting. My first overseas client. And um and just that experience changed my mindset instantly. So mm-hmm. even though I only just got my first uh, over, you know, international client, yeah. that really transformed my mindset because I instantly got that red pill, that penny dropped. I'm like, you know what? I got to get out of this, you know, as much as I love Sydney and I love Sydney, it's a beautiful place, but I got to get out of this Ed's a Sydney guy mode mm-hmm. to Ed's a global guy. And when I sort of reframe my identity that way, it changed everything. So even though I do a lot of stuff on a local level, I also do a lot of stuff on a global level. So I'm always thinking globally and locally and trying to keep them, keep both balls in the air at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, my uncle said one time we were sitting and he was educating us. Uh, we lived, I grew up in a combined family. So my uncle said that, you know, a frog lives in this well, you know, in India, water source is well, right? So oh, yeah. villages, especially villages. Literally the 
like the well in the middle like oh yeah. that's cool. yeah that's, that's yeah, cool that was that was source of water for us i grew up in a village so he said in in a well a frog lives and he thinks this is the most beautiful world and this is the world right but if you, unless you get out of that well you don't know how a beautiful other part of the world is so if you really want to grow get out of that well <laughs> oh. And I'm still following. So I believe that unless you grow, unless you get out of it, yeah. you will always think this is the world, right? Yeah, and 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 building on that analogy, right? I like your well analogy. What about the time the well dries up? Mm. What about the time that there's more people using the well and there's no water for you to live in? What do you then do? Yeah. You know? And it's getting ready for future and know and bring a better source for others as well. It's not about just you. When you get out of that well, you also bring the better source of uh, water and other aspects to the people who are surrounded by you, isn't it? Very cool. Now, well said. And I got to say, Prayer, you've uh, and I've seen the ups and downs you've gone through. And again, that no wonder we get along. Every time you, every time you're on a downer, three months later you're kicking butt again. So you and I are very similar. Whenever we screw up or bad things happen to us, we're very great at getting on top again. Yeah, I remember last year we did this communication, and they said there is two ways only to go. When you get hit, <laughs> you know, you just force harder and bounce back. Or you go and make hole on your couch and, you know, keep crying. That's the only two ways you can live, right? And we choose different paths, right? And I think whilst that sounds very logical, I think very, I think most people choose to cry, like be it consciously or subconsciously, I think most people do try, do choose to cry on their couch. I've done that before. They, you go into self-pity mode. I've done that and I've been guilty of that. And when the whole original COVID lockdown hit, I spoke to my wonderful wife, Lassie, at the dinner table, and we knew right away we were looking at our victory or destruction. There was no, there's no middle ground here. This yeah. is either going to be, this is either going to be the end of us or it's going to become our triumph. And there was only, there was only two ways to go. Yeah. And Lassie and I very intentionally, like March last, yeah, March last year, made that decision, saying, you know what, we're going to go up. It's the only way to go. Mm. And I, I, it is always not everybody is self-motivated. Not everybody has that strong willpower, me and you have. And, you know, of course, not everybody is lucky as you are. Like, Lassie is a really beautiful thing. We have seen your, both of your work together. But having said that, if you don't have, that's why there is an option of mentoring and getting coached and, you know, and look for the help, I would say. What do you, how do you present that your, that angle? Absolutely. And this is one of the reasons why I love LinkedIn is, um, again, I'm on LinkedIn as a top global LinkedIn influencer, blah, 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 and all that. However, um, sometimes I just like, I just like, I just like LinkedIn. So forgetting business just for the moment, um, there's a lot of people I follow on LinkedIn and I learn from them. So I'm always just using, I use LinkedIn as much for business as I do it for my own personal entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my, you know, friends or influencers posting a cool bit of advice or them doing a video sharing ideas. Um, I just get so much out of LinkedIn. What I say to people, let's say you've got no money, right? Let's say, and believe me, I've, I used to be a homeless veteran. So I know what it's like being poor. I, I totally know that, right? Uh, I know poverty well. Um, even if you've got no money, right? You can just sit there on LinkedIn for free mm-hmm. and just browse and get incredible ideas. Right. Yeah. 
and it's so this kind of a platform it has full of knowledge as if you explore those options you know it's a beautiful place to explore as long as you are open to different kind of a angle in learning you open to these kind of a platform Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate uh, Ed. Uh, it is always wonderful talking to you. Everybody appreciate your mentoring sessions, your networking sessions, and thanks for your time. I know you are a busy person. You meet a day sixty people, but it's amazing, amazing. It's a new height I heard <laughs> from you. But great, great to see you today. Thank you for joining in today. Priya, absolutely honored and just want to say thank you and thank everyone so much. And to reach you out, people can find your all details in our description. Before you go, you want to say something to sense to the people who are struggling right now? Yeah, uh, two points. Um, please follow and show Priya Mishra much love. I'm a huge Priya fan. So even though this interview has been a lot about me, maximum love back to Priya. So please follow and support Priya. She's amazing. I've known Priya for many years. And just as a closing thought for everyone, stay consistent. So whether you feel good or bad, you've got to stay in the action. And the true winners are the ones that can do the work when they don't feel like it. Great. Thank you. Thanks for your kind advice. Thank you for joining in today. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.